Issue 5, Live and Proof Magazine, available now on our Patreon and online shop, featuring Vifer, Martin Wong, OJFYC, Peter Sutherland, Dylan Krauss, Atticus Torre, Stanislava Kovalsikova, and Chris Lloyd, with forwards by Leo Fitzpatrick and Avi Gold. Issue 5 will be sent to Patreon members on the Live and Proof Magazine tier. Immense thank you, and enjoy the episode. <laughs> All right, boom, yo, we're live. Yo, today we got um, Harry Corrigan, drummer of Regulate, what is it, uh, Crust and Trail of Lies? And even more, bro. What so up, what so up? many bands. Word. And then we got Daniel, he does vocals for The Answer. It's like a new up-and-coming hardcore band he just started. And before that, you were in... Uh, like other bands, right? Yeah, played in a few bands. Sick. Like, Let me get my fucking notebook. Shout out the answer. Yeah, exactly. He's fucking. The answer's sick. Check that out. Whenever the Shout whenever there's gonna be shows jeans, again. Jeans and the answer. Big pant. All right, so yeah. I'm just gonna start it off with um, we'll go like one by one and shit. Uh, right. Where are you from? I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, Carroll Gardens. Sick. And how about you? Uh, I was born in Rochester, New York. And uh, grew up in Columbus, Ohio. And then you guys both, when, how long have you been into hardcore for? A long time. I mean, yeah. go, going to shows probably now for like, what year is it? 2020? Like, yeah. probably like 12, 12 years? 12 years for me? Or 11 years? I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, I started going to shows uh, when I was probably around like 16, 17. So yeah, probably about the same amount, probably like eight, nine years now. Word. What was your first hardcore show? Like the first real one. The first real. I'll say this, I because I because we had a lot of mixed bill shows, and I, I a lot of my first hardcore bands I saw were was through that. But my first like straight up all hardcore show, and this was a very Midwest show. I saw Weekend Nachos at sick. this little venue in Columbus. <laughs> Dude, we loved them. It was sick. Dude, it was sick. But I mean, like, we did had, you like, know who they were before, or you just pulled up and I, you were no, like, no, it was like I was like seventeen. Like this, my friend I skated with. He like. Uh, my friend Matt, he uh, was like, yo, you got to come to this like show with me. And I was like, all right. And it was just like one of the most chaotic things I've ever seen. It was this local band, Triceratops, um, which <laughs> actually Franz used to drum for. Dude, yeah, dude, it was crazy. And it was it was like the reincarnation of this other band called Empire. And it was like... You sent me that band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it was some nut shit. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like just just stupid heavy for no reason. And it just like lyrics about like just people dying and shit and like sounds bad it was dude it was fucking sick <laughs> it was just, it was just crazy i don't know but it was just like i just go to this like tiny ass bar called bourbon street and like niggas are just throwing chairs and i saw someone get their face smashed through like a mirror and on at the first show at the first show it was one of the most violent Jesus things Christ. i've ever seen in my life did you go in the pit absolutely not i was Soft. like dude, no <laughs> dude i had like a shitty fro and like tight pants and shit. i wasn't going anywhere near that but it was it was fucking cool what about you you know, it's funny when you just said that, I was like, wow, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me this. And this isn't my first hardcore show, but the first time I remember seeing a hardcore band was, um, I actually do not fuck with this band. So it's funny that I'm going to say it, but it was at Bamboozle Fest. I saw the Mongoloids, no shout out to the Mongoloids, <laughs> but I, but I, but I, I saw them live and I. Honestly, didn't didn't like it at all. Really, at the time, and then later on, I was like, "Oh, actually, I like this style of music." But at the time, I was like, "Nah." 
It's it was crazy. How'd you like, end up? How'd you end up there though? I, uh, I honest, dude. I was seriously like, this had to be like two thousand like eight or nine. I don't know, eight or nine. So I, I I was just like I would go to this festival every year, and this was at the time when like. I just wasn't really going to shows. Like, I got really into, like, skating and, like, filming skating. And I just, like, not to say I didn't care about, like, punk music. I was into punk music since I was, like, a little kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just got really into skating. And, like, that's just what... When I get, like, into something, I get, like, really... Yeah, you get really into it. Really immersed into it. So I just, like... I would go to this fest every year, but I wasn't really going to shows. And uh, I don't know... When I like a few years after, or like 2010 ish, I would say, was when I started like going to shows on Long Island mm. and, um, you know, seeing bands like Backtrack, um, I don't know, local bands. And also, like, I was really into like, you know, punk and pop punk and like those genres of music with hardcore on Long Island. It was like the si- they would like be a lot of like mixed bill shows. Like, yeah, I got like you. it was all kind of like one thing to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and then that turned into like, and even even now, like I'm still into both kinds of music, and like, one just sort of led into the other. Yeah, I, I got you. So, yo, the first yeah. the first show like I went to, um, it was uh, I so I was into, well, like the first show, it wasn't a hardcore show, but the first like show where there was any type of moshing I went to, it was um at the Palladium in Worcester, and it was um, uh, you know the amazing band, venue, Sleeping Giant. It was like they're like a Christian band, dude. And like Sleeping Giant, which I had never heard of until I went there, and then the, this band Oceano. It was like a metal, whatever. That's the the black eye sings them. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That big giant. Black yeah, exactly, guy. dude. So I went there, and like people, <laughs> yo, they, I went there, and like people were pitting, and I'm like, yo, like I'm watching it like go down. I'm like, yo, I need to do this right now. Like I need to go in the pit, and I was with my homie, and uh, we were both like, I don't know, like, four, thirteen years old or something. And I'm like, yo, I need to do this right now. But I just assumed that it was, like, fighting. You know what I mean? So, because I had never seen it before. And I'm like, yo, all right, let's get it. So, I just, like, ran in and I got, like, snuffed or whatever. And then after that, I, like, started lo- looking up all the events that the Palladium was having. And uh, Title Fight and uh, Dead End Path were going to play. Um, I remember that tour. And I was like, yo, I'm going to go to this. So, I, I, like, listened to the band. And I, before they came, that was, like, going to be a few months down the line. I started going to a bunch of, like, little shows like pitting whatever and i was like oh yo wait until like dead and path plays like i'm gonna be in the pit whatever like yo wait for me in the dead and path pit wait for me in the dead and path pit and i was with this girl at the time and and i was like telling her like yo blah blah blah, dead and path pit and uh so i show up to the show and uh cory's there right shout out to cory charpentier i'm skating with him tomorrow but um he's there and i, I didn't know him like that really mm-hmm. and then a bunch of the other mary mcvalley kids were there but I didn't know none of them right at this time. Danny's there actually. Danny Millard is there. Oh really? Bro. And then um and like I'm standing right in the middle, like waiting for Dead and Path to start playing. And like they like open up with uh like probably stay up, stay alive, and I just get like shoved to the cut. And then like people are just getting mopped, dude. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm not going in the pit. What the fuck out of here? And I just like cowered in fear the whole time. But that was the first show that like the first real hardcore show I had ever been to. And then after that it was fucking you know what I mean? But I feel like it, like when I think about it, I feel like it takes a specific type of mentality or a person to get really into hardcore. Cause if you were to show, um, the music to some people or even the lyrics, not like po- super positive bands, like, like youth of today or have heart, but I'm saying like some bands where it's like just talking about killing or whatever you just said, people are going to, the normal people are not going to be like, that's sick. 
they're going to be like, what is wrong with you? Like if I show my mom that or like someone, if I'm at school or something, they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? How did, like when you guys got into it, when did you realize like, yo, this is something that's really sick for me. This is like something I can uh, maybe uh, like really relate to or find common ground in as a young person. I mean, so for me, like... That's a good question. So, like, I... So, I initially got into, like... Got into, like, punk hardcore music when I was probably, like, like 12. Because I, like, saw, like... It was just, just from skateboarding. I, like, saw... I, I remember specifically, it was the um, Pigwood Slaughterhouse video, Lizard King. It was his first part, and he skated to um, Look Back and Laugh by Minor Threat. Mm-hmm. And I was, like... And also at the same time, Rage Against the Machine had that cover rec- that cover album, and they covered um, "In My Eyes," and I was just like, "Whatever the fuck this is, is fucking cool." And like it, you know, it just sort of resonated with me. And I was like, sort of like, I sort of like what Harry was saying. You know, when I find something I like, I get extremely into it. And so I just started diving deep into whatever the fuck this punk thing was. And I, you know, I became like an encyclopedia for like anything everything you like never need to know about like punk rock music from like the 70s to the 80s and all that shit and you know like so at that point there's getting into music um like i like i remember like going back to rochester like the first like the first first like shows i went to were like also like metalcore shows um i didn't really like it but people around me were calling that hardcore but like I had always, like, known hardcore as being, like, this old, like, 80s punk thing. So I'm just like, I guess this is what this is now. And so, like, I kind of kept going between, like, different little, like, sort of, like, scenes to sort of, like, kind of find what that was. So, like, first it was, you know, like, that metalcore thing that people were called hardcore. And, you know, sometimes it was, like... Um, they still do. Yeah, they still do. But it, it is not. Um like then it was like you know pop punk bands and like like title fight like the first like i think the first actual hardcore band i saw was probably like foundation when they went on tour with title fight in like 2010 mm-hmm. um but i but when i it, but it went from me like dipping into like different teams i also played like an old like screamo bands like emo bands when i was like late in high school and you know like the ethos of it is still like a very much like punk diy mindset but it's not hardcore at all mm-hmm, yeah. and so actually finding you know, like, going from this thing that is just run by, like, a bunch of, like, suburban white kids who, like, are just, like, sad all the time and, like, literally, I don't know, they're just, like, crying or whatever. And then finding this thing where it's, like, a bunch of people with, like, face tattoos. They grew up in the same neighborhood as me. Yeah. They're all, like, like, some of them are legitimate, like, felon psychopaths and some of them are just, like, people I went to high school with and shit that are just, like, oh, we literally just grew up going, like, the same, like, corner store and shit. We, like, it just, it, it just, like more people that you can relate to and like i don't know just sort of that kind of a thing you just it's just people that come from the same place as you and also just like think about your environment the same way mm-hmm. at least that's how it was for me yeah you know? uh once again dude your stories are just crazier than mine <laughs> i was just like I, I think i don't know i don't think i ever was like oh like i'm like into hardcore i'm a hardcore kid now like it all it definitely all stemmed from like punk music for me like i you know, got into like the Sex Pistols and like the Clash and like, mm-hmm. and then into like, I don't know, like Newfound Glory and stuff like that um, when I was in middle school. And like, you know, especially like Newfound Glory, like they were all, they were like not like in the hardcore scene at all, but like they would like talk about it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I was like aware of it. 
And, uh, but I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I need it. Like, I feel like a lot of people I'm friends with have that moment. Like you were talking about it and you too were like, you see it and you're like, you're like, oh, what is this? I want to like be involved in this. Um, whereas for me, I just kind of like, it's all just music to me. You know, I wasn't like, I like this kind of music and this kind of music and this kind of music. Like I just like all different kinds of music and especially aggressive music and hardcore is just like, to me, like the, the, the penultimate, like of aggressive music. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's nothing more raw. There's nothing more like, um, I don't know. That just like gives you that feeling that you're, if you've been to a hardcore show, you know what I'm talking about where it like, just like gives you that feeling of like, damn, this is fucking crazy this is cool you know um but yeah so so i just sort of gradually got got into it you know like i think like the first hardcore band i ever heard was um not really a hardcore song by them but like the no warning um bad timing music video Mm -hmm. i saw it on fuse or something which like sounds like some 41 if you've heard that record uh suffer survive which i like everyone hates on it but it's cool and uh I heard that and I was like, oh, like, who's this? And then, you know, years later, I like actually got into No Warning and I was like, oh, they're like an amazing hardcore band. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, that was probably the first one I heard. And then, and then the first one I really got into, I think was, was Have Heart probably. Yo, same. That was the first band I got super into. When when I was in high school and like, you know, everyone was fucking um, doing drugs and shit. Um, Like, at at first I was like, I was never, like, really into that, but I would, like, hang out with these kids, and I was, like, you know, fucking smoking weed or whatever, and, you know, then, like, just, like, things happened, and I was, like, I don't fuck with this anymore, and then around that time, I heard Have Heart, and they were, like, talking about that, and I was, like, oh, fuck, like, there's, a ba- there's like, people out there that feel the same way as me, and uh, that was, like, around the same time that I, like, claimed Edge and whatever. Yeah. So I actually wanted to talk about the whole straight edge thing, but before I get into that, I just want to share a story. Mm-hmm. So I got into I got into the Have Heart stuff. So I bought a hoodie off of All In Merch, of a Have Heart hoodie, and in the, and then in the front, I think it said Boston Straight Edge, and the back it had three X's. Right, I was in high school. I, was, I think I was a freshman, and there was this hood ass kid. His name's Ewell, R.I.P. Who who sat behind me, and he goes, I walk in, I'm sitting in class, and we're in math class. He's sitting behind me, just sees XXX. He just goes out loud. It's like mad style. He goes, he reads my hoodie and he goes, XXX, Pono. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like, oh, it, was, it was mad funny, man. But uh, yeah, so both of you are straight edge. Yeah. And for how long and why? Um, actually, I'm, I always thought you were a gold star straight edge. Gold star edge, man. Nah. <laughs> Damn. I mean, like, I just didn't even like know... I mean, it's funny because even y- years before I claimed Edge, like I wasn't like doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but because uh, I, I like took, I like definitely took it really, not like took it really seriously. But I was like not gonna like claim Edge unless I was like, this is like, like like when I when you know like you want to be sure. Like I didn't want to be like a fucking sellout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, even though that never like to be real, that never occurred to me. But like I'm coming up on like ten ten years now. Oh really? Yeah. I'm but uh no nah, i'm not i've never even gold star i've never even heard that term <laughs> i think i think i heard i think i heard stuff say it to me once i don't uh, know that's just funny but interesting wait how old are you i'm 27 fuck so i'm coming 10 up on, years yeah i'm coming 17. up on 10. damn Good i'm coming i'm coming up on 10 10 Which since i claimed just... but it's been like yeah i mean dude when i when i talk about like oh like i was smoking weed at the time i was like fucking 14 15 years old yeah you know so 
for all intents and purposes, since I knew what straight edge was, I've been straight edge, but gotcha. Um, so like for me, I've been straight edge about six years now. Um, yeah, six years in March. Um, like, so I, I mean, this kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier about like, you know, finding like-minded people and, you know, sort of making that transition of these other things to, you know, something that, you know, like I didn't know I was looking for, but when I found that I was like, okay, yeah, this is it. And, um, that's a good way to put it, but it it was like, so, I mean, for me, like when I was, so I used to play in like, like screamo bands and like emo bands and like, and I, I don't mean like fucking like, I don't know, like weirdo, like tight pants, post hardcore bands and shit like that on like rise records. But I mean, like it's like nineties style, like that whole Midwest emo scene kind of shit that was sort of like popping for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, be, I used to play in a band called things fall apart and, uh, like, but being in like that scene, that kind of environment, it was like a lot of crust punks because we we played a lot of like DIY venues and shit. Ew, disgusting. Take a shower. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it was. But I mean, in, in those environments, there are you know I was young, around old people a lot older than me, and you know a big thing about like the Midwest and Ohio especially is you know like three cities in Ohio are the top three cities for heroin in you know the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna say I don't know that for a fact. But I know it's the country at least, but like they're just like yeah, I yeah, world, the whole world, dude. But 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 I think but actually I think it's Dayton, Cincinnati, and Toledo. I believe are the top three cities for for like heroin in in the country. That is a fact. Okay. Um, but like drugs are just like really big, and I you know I got really into uh. I got really into, like, pills. I, you know, I was really fucked up. Like, my years between, like, I'd say, like, 15 and 19, because that's when, uh, 15 like, 18, really, um, were just really, were really fucked up dark time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was coming out of, you know, like, a pretty like, fucked up, like, abusive household. Like, I had a really insane stepmom that was just, like, I don't know. Just like would fucking we'd get in like fist fights all the time. She beat the shit out of me. I remember like one time she like smashed me over the head with like a fucking like lamp and shit. And like so, I mean, I was getting into like music and skating and shit, and that was sort of getting me out of it. But in that time frame, I also was playing in these bands, and I started doing drugs. And you know, like I was doing like a lot of pills, a lot of, like opiates and shit. And I was just like, people, the, like the close people in my life, like didn't really know that was happening either. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was about like eighteen, nineteen that I, you know, sort of had some shit happen. Like, I well, I OD'd once, and I had, you know, it, it was pretty, pretty fucked up time. And but at that time, I also was finding about I found out about Straight Edge, and I had all these like like the kid that kid Matt I told you who uh, took me to that show. He was Straight Edge, and she kind of showed me about it and everything. And yeah, he uh, he just sort of like helped me like get straight and like I had a good support system at the time and you know so at first it was like a year of like cleaning up and shit and then you know I think it was like March 10th I was at I, don't, I was at a show and saw a kid in a straight edge shirt and I was like yeah I'm just gonna put that on now I'm straight edge now and then I'm just gonna I was, put that on now <laughs> I was like I'm straight I was just like I'm straight edge now yeah. and like it was funny my friend Shay sort of said this thing to me where uh it's been like my life motto where it's just like just don't be a bitch mm-hmm. so just that's just you know if you fucking claim edge, then break. You're a fucking bitch. So I've been 
not a bitch for six years (laughs) i mean that's i mean it's a stupid but i mean it's just like respect it it helps it's i don't know i've been not a bitch for six years (laughs) that's so funny yeah man um so both of you are so it's like you guys did it in a sense well one it's just a very positive way to live your life Mm -hmm. uh clear-minded um and it's just like as a way to help you Aside from just a straight edge thing and its connection to hardcore, it's like a almost like a an escape or like a coping mechanism and like some sort of unity with common minded people. I mean, I think I think some people see it like that. For me, it's it's a it's a very personal thing. Okay. Um, like like when I claimed edge, I was like when I say I'm coming up on ten years of being straight edge. Like that's just since I claimed edge. Like I was straight edge two years before that. Mm. You know, I didn't do anything. But uh, for me, it's just like a personal like I just choose to not partake in any anything substance related that's going to like alter my brain because that shit just like freaks me out and I don't think it's cool and like yo if that, if that's what you know someone needs to like think if that's what you fuck with like that's all good as long as you're not like fucking with other people like do whatever you want you know yeah. but uh just me personally like it's just not for me yeah I mean sort of the same thing I mean like at first it was like uh I'm like cleaning up and like getting sober and now it's just like it's just like life like i i think i hardly even think about like being straight edge anymore i was gonna say like it's like like, i feel like there's a lot of people that like it's like a it's like a really big part of their identity and while it is a big part of my identity to me like i'm not like i don't know like it's just for me you know yeah i understand i don't need to like go out and like be like telling people all the fucking time you know yeah Yeah. i mean it's not like Um, it's like a religion or something we need to like go be like evangelical about it yeah. you know it's but, just... but but then also at the same time like per- personally like i do take it like really seriously mm-hmm. like i don't you know like would you uh... you are listening to living proof radio a radio show and magazine supported by art primo a graffiti shop like no other that has been proudly serving the community from new york to seattle and beyond mops ink paint sketchbooks markers and much much more Artprimo.com. The highest level. It sounds weird to say, but would you say it's like a sacred thing in your life? A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, it's like a personal thing. Like I, you know, I used to be like, you know, super, I don't know, like judgmental of people mm-hmm. um, who would like break edge and like to an extent like that, that thought still comes to my head, but then I have to be like, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of people in my life who, who were straight edge and aren't anymore. And like, I still care about them a lot. They're still my boys, like whatever, Yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean for me personally, like I do take it seriously. Yeah. You guys are both, you know, obviously you're in regularly mm-hmm. and you're in the answer and like you're both starting your bands and stuff. And is the answer a straight edge band? No. It's a, who, yeah. It's AJ, I don't know why I said that. I know AJ and AJ and Matt, and are Matt are right, definitely yeah. not straight edge. I don't know why. Like when you said the question in my head, I'm like just like wait what? <laughs> yeah. And you you book a lot of the shows in New York right now. Yeah. Like you booked uh, all, like most of the six shows that have been happening. Dude, I was I was talking about it with a friend uh, the other day that like um that like I'm just I'm psyched that you know all the shows that we've ended up doing have been like all, they've been fucking sick Sup- and like, super good. And, like, yeah. I feel like you know it's just a lot of like actual hardcore kids coming out and not fucking middle-aged people who are like have an interest in hardcore and just like want to get a drink at the bar Spilling and fucking beer all over stand the on the side yeah. of the room. Yo, I'm, I'm still, I'm stealing this quote from, from Connor Jones, shout out CJ. But 
he uh, he said the more pe- <laughs> the more people at a show holding drinks, the less good the show is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out C Jones, that's a fact. Because um, when you go to like a fucking I don't know some like industry ass show at like St Vitus, but uh, you know it's like the same. I don't know. Like that vibe is just like not to me what I want from a hardcore show. Yeah, yeah. I you gold the uh, gold sounds the yeah. shows you've booked there have been so good, man. I appreciate that. And I was going to say, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I have and you know, I just met you today for the first mm-hmm. time, but I have thought about this and it's, the fact is where would the hardcore scene in New York be right now if you didn't exist if these shows weren't happening? I mean, I don't want I mean, I think there's 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 tons of people putting on um, are there though? cool show? I mean, I don't know about like in the. I feel like in the city, it's, it's a little bit about. more corporate. Yeah, in the city. But like you know, definitely on Long Island. Yeah, you know, shout out ECC, there. Jake Scanlon, everyone doing stuff out there. Respect. Um, I mean, I think I think there's that's like the main one I can think of right now. But like in the city, like I I think I started doing it because I felt like you know there should just be someone who who's an actual hardcore kid booking hardcore shows, mm-hmm. not being like oh like weird contracts and guarantees i know that sounds like so played but like that is actually a thing that some people care about and that's whack to me and i don't give a fuck about that so like i'm just like yo i'll i'll do a show at gold sounds which is fucking sick shout out james shout out gold sounds that venue is really cool i like it it's a it's a perfect hardcore it's my favorite one i've been to in new york in this in the city i mean i mean it's it's the the best best right now for sure and uh I was just like, yo, like, we'll just not, we I don't even do pre-sale for the shows. The only show I ever did pre-sale for was the, the Edge Day, because, like, I just knew that like, it was, like, bigger bands, a yeah. little bit bigger bands. I'm like, mm-hmm. if anyone, like, if you were at that show, then you know that's what the fuck a hardcore show is about. Like, that I show was amazing. For missing that fucking show. I, I, yeah, I wasn't Kevin there either. Up. I was out of the, I was Dude, out it, of the it was, it was, it was amazing. And, what uh, was it? it was like a floor, floor punch, punch down DT, to nothing. Yeah, floor punch DTN, regulate, one step closer, reaction. And this band, Brute, new edge band from New Jersey. And they, op- they opened the up, right? Out, yeah. That's, it's like yeah. Young, younger hardcore really kids. Good. And like I've been wanting to put them on a show the for a while. The flyers are sick, too. I like how you go taping them around. That's so sick. Well, yeah. I mean, I, like I'm, I'm trying to approach it from a more just like, I don't want to say the old way, but let's say the old way. Where it's like, you, like, like you don't need pre-sale tickets. Like If you want to come to the show and you're afraid of it selling out, just get there before the show. Watch all the bands. I don't like this mentality of like, oh, like I'll show up before the one band I want to see, yeah. like whatever. That's whack. Like watch fucking Brute. They're, they were, you know, they're fucking 15, 16 years old, 16 to 20 years old. Everyone that band, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And like, um, you know, just, just watch bands. Like, and I think I'm getting a little off base here, but I think something with like what's going on right now where there's no shows is that like, I, I hope that afterwards people have like a little bit of a, uh, more of an appreciation for live music. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, I do, but you know, I try and go to as many shows as possible, but like, I just hope there's a greater appreciation and people like are showing up at doors, watching all the bands. Like you're not too fucking cool for this shit. So just, you know, show up and support. I know that's like, sounds so obvious to say, yeah, but yeah, like, no, I understand. you know, I, I understand. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that people fuck with the shows. I'm going to keep doing shows like it's fun for me. I want the show to be good. I care about it being good. So I try and put on like, you know, like I always try and put a Long Island band on the show. I try and, you know, if there's bands from the city, I'll put on a band from the city, maybe a band from Jersey. Like I want everyone from the area to come to the yeah, show. Yeah, the, the section. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I honestly really respect that. And I like, 
like in Massachusetts, it'd be like Josh Hines and like the whole like Anchors mm-hmm. Up crew always booking these amazing shows yeah. every weekend. And I would always think, yo, shout out to these dudes because if it wasn't for them, there'd still be shows, but not like how it is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's how I kind of think of you. Mm-hmm. You're booking all these shows. A lot of like my favorite shows that I've been to in the past like year or two or three where you you booked them. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. And I, also to, to what you were saying about, I just want to give a shout out to Anchors Up. Rest in peace. But uh, that was the first for Regulate. This had to be in like 2014. Like we didn't even have music out. Mm-hmm. And we, we played a show at Anchors Up with Dead Empath, actually. So And sick. it was like, yo, like, it was the first time when we were like, like, the show was good. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd played Long Island and it was, no one really cared. But we played the show at Anchors Up and it was fucking crazy for us at the time. And like, so I always had, I was always like, oh, I mean, I, I knew about that venue forever. And I was like, man, that place is so fucking sick because we drove all the way up there and like, Everyone was moshing. It was fucking sick. That's all. Awesome. We didn't have music out, so. Well, that was your first out of state show, you said. Uh, I th- yo, I think it might have been. I I think I'm trying to think if we'd played Jersey or something before that, <clears throat> but I th- I think I think that was the first one, honestly. And you've toured all over the world. With yeah, now, I mean now at this, th- it's crazy thinking back to that. Like we had, I never thought that like. Where have you been? Was gonna be with, with regulate for touring. Where, where do you like? Or just with hardcore yeah. in general? That at we're this point, yeah. At this point, like the only place we have, the only place we haven't been, like that does shows is like South America, hmm. which we were gonna do later this year, but you know now with COVID, it's just not. I know, you know. you've been to Asia all yeah, around we, there. Yeah, we, we, did, we did Asia. I mean, I, I'm so thankful. Shout out Hadata. Shout out Sam. Everyone who booked that tour. Um, because every other tour that was happening, like there was a couple of our friends' bands going over like in the months after our tour. Like we went in February and March. And I remember even when we were going, it was a little bit sketchy. People were like, I, I, I honestly wasn't taking it seriously because people were like, oh, this coronavirus, whatever. And I was like, man, you know, I, I was like thinking about like Ebola and stuff. Or, yeah, yeah. Or the, oh, not Ebola. Sorry, not that. E. coli. <laughs> 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 Fuck, dude. I haven't eaten today, so... <laughs> my brain's fucked. Anyway, so uh, I was thinking about that and I was just like not taking it seriously. And, you know, we go do this tour and we're like in all these places where it's like popping off, you know, like in Japan and in, in South Korea, like the coronavirus. And like we're playing these shows that were like, we didn't know how it was going to be. And like the tour was so fucking sick. Like everyone showed so much love and we're like, you know, moshing, knew, knew the songs, like, buy, you know, buying merch, whatever, like. Every, everyone it just seemed like was just like waiting for us to get there and then we're psyched when we went there and then how is their scene just without out uh touring bands is it big or? uh i mean i th- i think i think it's big i mean i i know like i mean all the local ba- like we saw like a lot of like cool local bands especially in japan um and like dude like the singapore scene's amazing indonesia's fucking cr- like all these places like you hear about it and like you don't really kn- you can't know till you go mm. you know cuz it's like but, like, we would, like, see see videos back in the day of, like, these bands, like, covering Regulate in, like, 2015. Really? And we were, like, man, like, if we ever go there, like, it'll be so sick. But, like, yeah. it, like... I remember hearing, like, Day by Day going out there. And, yes. Like, they treat, oh, that they that like, was actually... Like, like yeah, that, actual gods. Yo, know, that was actually, like, a big catalyst for this tour was... Uh, I hit up Ian from Day by Day after they went there. He was, like, telling me about the tour. And I was, like, man, that sounds so crazy. And he was, like, he was, like dude, like, you should just hit up Sam like he'll book a tour for you and and I was like dude you think and I and I hit him up and Sam was like dude like 
Sam's the dude who booked the tour in all the Asia tour. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, like, I, I would love to to book your band here. And I was like, kind of like flabber. I was like, damn, that's so sick. And yeah, it was it was amazing. But like, I'll, I'm just thankful that we got to, to have this experience and play these shows before, you know, shows were no more right now. Because every other band that was going to go, their shit got canceled because there's just, you can't do it right now. And I, I mean, I feel, I've felt, I've had the conversations with the people in these bands and I was like, man, like, that's like everyone's so bummed, you know. How could you not be? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I want to go to a show so bad right now. Yeah, and you just can't. It's the worst feeling yeah. in the world. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Cr- I didn't. I mean, I knew my life revolved around live music, like not in a not really in a monetary sense, but in a, you know, what I'm passionate about sense. Um, but yeah, now more than ever, we're all feeling it, you know. When you think of yourself, do you like identify as a mm. as an artist, like as a musician, or um, do, you, do you think of it like that? Yeah, I mean that's like, I mean I definitely do other things, but I mean that's definitely what I'm most passionate about. Yeah. I would say, not yeah. even like not even like I mean playing music too and creating music. I'm always creating music, but like even just like I, I listen to music all day, every day. Like when I'm doing anything, I'm listening to music pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, or watching Survivor <laughs> in quarantine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if I call myself like an artist or anything. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. There's just some kind of head ass about that. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, sort of the same thing. Like all I like all I fucking do is listen to music and think about music and make music and like, fuck, am I talk about making shit all the time and never actually do it and like. But I mean, it's just, it's, Bro, just, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's just, but it's just like constant, you know, we said it, we said it live here, so it has to happen now. But well, you guys are trying to make some band or something? I just, I just want to start a band that sounds like Block Party really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to Block Party, but mm-hmm. anyone listening to this, Sound Alarm by Block Party is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's top, amazing. Top 10 records ever recorded. I remember you were saying you were gonna do like the money clip thing or whatever. Oh, we can't talk about money clip yet. <laughs> It's a cool name. I know. Whatever it is. <laughs> Shout out Ian from the Bronx. Yo, so this is a random I'm, question. I'm in. I'm <laughs> invested in this project already, dude. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I, I can call myself like an artist or anything, but I mean, like, music is everything that I've ever done, you know? It's yeah. like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Like, go find some, like, regular job or something, yeah. you know? It's just... Are you planning on doing more stuff for the answer? Yeah, we're working on record right now. Right now, yeah. where do you guys rec- where do you guys record? New Jersey or like where do you guys practice? New Jersey, right? Uh, yeah, we we share a spot with Blind Justice. Shout out Hot Dog House. Love Hot Dog. Dude, house. that's what's annoying, man. Can't about... say that I love it. I love it. it. It's, it's there. Like, we have we have AC now, so it's I know, sick. I know. That's what's annoying about the city, though. It's like, yo, the venues are scarce, right? And then when you mm-hmm. do get one, it'll be like there'll be a half a barricade, like at the Kingsland. And yeah, Kings, hey, if people from Kingsland are listening to this, just. 86 that barricade yes no it's one whack. wants it no one wants it there no or, one it's like, wants it. or it would like be finding, fine without it finding some place to record i can imagine you know i'm not in a band i've never been in a band but i can just imagine it's like yo renting out a space to record in the city anywhere somewhat convenient you need a car to get to jersey and stuff right yeah i mean like so uh eric who plays guitar and the answer and also uh mutually sure destruction mm-hmm. shout out um yeah, he has a car, thankfully, and we just fucking just drive up there like every like six months because everyone cancels every week for practice. Mm-hmm. But six months. But I don't know. It's uh, 
it, it, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mind it. Like it's, it's not that far and the shore is fun and you know, there's, okay. I don't know. It, it's the shore. It's fine, but it's, yeah. it's cool over there. Dude, the shore is amazing. That, just that, that specific, about. that specific block. Oh th- yeah. That, I'm no. saying that in Osbury no. Park, that specific yeah, yeah. block. Everywhere else is cool. Asbury Park's in my head. It's cool, but it's not that cool. Yeah. Where do you guys practice at? Uh, so people who know me have heard me say this regulate does not practice. <laughs> we will meet up and jam and write music, but I don't know. I, th- I think actually the, the, la- the last time that regulate practiced was we practiced two times before the Asia tour because we had a fill in bassist, John, our friend, John filled in on bass. And so we had to practice the songs, but like, we just, I don't know. I feel like, um, I don't even. I don't even want to get into why we don't practice, but we don't practice. <laughs> it's I just. Would, I, ju- I, would I just. Love to hear you get into why I just feel practice. like. I just feel like, when you, are playing hardcore music live, like. I I just want it to feel like fresh and like I have enough faith in everyone in my band that we like we all know the songs we've played the songs a million times so like. I mean, I'd hope you know. Sometimes we're off, but most times when we play live, it's on and the energy's there. And like, I just think when you practice and you just run through the songs a bunch of times, it like takes something away from like the feeling I get of playing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's how I feel about it. Like back in the day, we used to practice. Like when you're first starting a band, not you should practice. I think you should also be playing your your own instrument like every day. Mm-hmm. Like I try and play drums every day. Um, I don't, to be honest, but I try to, and. Uh, Cause it just makes you better to play it. But uh, I feel like it's like, yo, if you know a song, like when I'm meeting up with the guys in regular, I want to be writing new music. Like, cause it's hard to get everyone in the same room. Yeah. <clears throat> Body lives in New Jersey. Jared and Dan live on Long Island. Seb lives on Long Island. I live in the city. So getting everyone in the same room is, uh, just doesn't happen that often. So when we do, I want to be working on new stuff. I don't want to be like playing songs. We've played hundreds of times. I got you. But yeah. You guys got any shout outs to anybody? Shout outs to any scenes, any bands, whatever. Dude, you're putting me on the spot. I got so many <laughs> shout outs. Give some shout outs. Give some shout outs. Uh, fuck, dude. You put me on the spot. I mean, shout out to Blind Justice. Absolutely. Shout out to Crust. I'm in it, but shout out anyway. I'll shout out Crust. I will fucking <laughs> love Crust. Uh, are you talking like, like, new, like new stuff? Whatever, dude. Dude, whatever. Okay, I mean, you know. It could be people like. It I mean, shout, shout out to uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Skiba's got to go. Bring Tom back. Um, <laughs> shout out to Saves the Day. Shout out to the Rolling Stones. Shout out Cameron. There you go. <laughs> That's all I got. That's just what came into my head. That's where my brain's at. I've been listening to a lot of Stones lately. What about you? Specifically, I've, the Mick Taylor years. Dude, I've been on. So I I've been kind of back on. Uh, I listen to like a lot of like weird math rock shit. Miss me, dude. It's just. Do you like jazz? I mean, yeah. You like math rock? Dude. No, it's the dude. Same thing. I, you're talking like you're talking like weird like emo riffs. No, I know I, what you're talking about. You're no, talking about that, finger 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 tapping and stuff. I don't. You like don't that know what stuff. I like, bro. That's <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's fair. Dude, that's fair. Nah, fucking Terramay. Actually, shout out shout out Seb because we both fucking we we vibe yeah, you guys, on. You guys, be like, you guys be liking the weird music. We do. I like some weird music too. Ball of Troy's the best band ever. You got to give a shout out to your Ohio people, man. I do. do em- what is it? Embassy? Dude, Embassy Ohio is straight up. Best skate shop in the Midwest, without a doubt. Uh, shout out my boy, Justin. 
Love you. World peace. <laughs> shout out to the New York Mets. No shout out to Yoannis Cespedes who opted out. You're a pussy. <laughs> shout out Chris Alsup. Booked all the shows in Cincinnati. Um, is kept that scene going for so long when people do not want to help him out. So, fucking rules. Is this um, Columbus? He's in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus sort of shared a scene. So, like... Hey, the one show that Regulate played in Columbus was awesome, so... Yeah, I booked that. There you go. So Shout out. Show. Yeah. Shout out Daniel for booking the Columbus Regulate show two summers ago. I booked a lot. Of, I actually used to book a lot of shows in Columbus. Specs. Yeah. Fucking... Uh, do, you have any, do you have any cool, like, crazy show stories that you booked? Like, of just, like, just ridiculous things that happened? Um, honestly... Not really. I mean, I feel like most of my shows have gone, they've gone pretty good. Um, I definitely sometimes, I don't know, I wish I could like come up with more like ideas for bands to book, but I feel like I'm only going to ever really book like what I like, Mm -hmm. which is like definitely a certain type of thing, but it seems like other people like it too. So that's cool. Um, Okay. Shout out, shout out Pillars of Ivory. That's a band I will be booking. If there. you don't smoke weed, stay the fuck away from us. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that's that I think that's that, that new band, right? Yo, death threat my yeah, I think I think that that demo, um, just I listened to it and I was immediately excited. Like I sent it to like fucking ten people. You know, I was hitting up Jay like, "Yo, man, this is it's awesome." Sick. Like it's just really good. I mean, it's also, you know, I mean, me me and Jay share a lot of uh, common interests as far as hip hop goes. Mm-hmm. So for him to infuse that with just good, good hardcore songs. Like all the riffs are good. The vocals are cool. The cadences are cool. The shit they're saying is mm-hmm. cool. He says Lucy in the sky or something in he the does, songs. Yeah. And I was like, I hit up Jam like, Yo, does he actually say that? Cause that's fucking cool. And he's like, yeah, he does. And I was like, that's awesome. I feel like there's like a lot it's of, a- Aaron says it. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of bands that try to do like the whole like sample infusion thing with like, the actual music and yeah. a lot of times it just does not sound it just it doesn't just doesn't go yo and it, it can't it can't really be explained okay here's something i'll say about hardcore i think that when i like a band or when i don't like a band it, it's i seriously can't put my finger on why it's just like a vibe and it's a feeling and mm-hmm. like i i know upon usually first listen if i focus something on and that, that's not to say that i'm not gonna like i like to give things a couple yeah, chances yeah. Yeah. but like a lot of times, especially with other music, it's different, but with hardcore, it's like a, I know right away, I'm like, I fuck with this or I don't fuck with this. Mm-hmm. And it's really not going to, like if something doesn't have replay value, I'm not going back. And I've gone back to that demo like fucking uh, 10 times this week. I don't know. It's awesome. I listened to it like sick. five times in a row. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so sick. Yeah, man. Fucking thank you guys both for coming here, y'all. Like, you know, I didn't know you before, but like. It was super nice to meet you, and like I really enjoyed all this. Hell yeah, man! I appreciate Thank you it. for pulling up too. I'm trying to out. get more hardcore people on too, as as time goes on. You know, we're early on in the in the podcast, but mm-hmm. I'm did like anything that I'm interested in. I'm trying to run it up. So, for yo, sure. anyone listening to this, pull up. Yo, yeah. DM the account. I'll see it. Yo, 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 hold up, real quick. Talk about that video you just put out. Oh, the skate video? Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, you've been sitting on that. It was on Quarter Snacks, right? I saw. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, shout out to Quarter Snacks. Uh. In my past life, before being in bands, not really. I mean, I've always still done it. But, I mean, I, I like I said, I was really into skating and making skate videos. And uh, me and my friends used to put out videos um, 
and uh, I mean it's mostly just sort of regional like New York but uh, I put out a video it's on YouTube OTBX2 I love the video it it's kind of uh, it's not really what's coming out right now you know everything sort of switched to HD and um, but I mean it's it's what I like. It took me so long to finish because I kept editing it and I didn't like it. And then one day, especially like being in quarantine, like I was just like, I'm going to just sit down and do this. I have all this footage. So, um, yeah, it's on YouTube. OTBX2. Quartersnacks posted it too, right? Yeah, Qu- Quartersnacks posted it. I mean, a couple, I think Transworld posted it. Sick. Um, so I don't know if they posted the whole fire. video, but they, they posted like a clip from it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was really psyched. I put it out and I didn't, you know, I, I'm kind of out of the game in that. So uh, I didn't know if anyone would watch it or care. And mm-hmm. a lot of people did. And that was humbling and awesome because like, I still do have a lot of love for that community. You know, like a lot of the people, uh, shout out Flip Mode, shout out BP are now Bronze and uh, Canal. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're killing it. They're doing their thing. Cool product high quality product and they put out cool videos that I still watch. And a lot of the same, and a lot of the same skaters are still involved in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't see those guys that often, but you know, when I do, it's all love. They're fucking sick. They're doing their thing. I'm doing my thing kind of in a different world, yeah. but uh, it's all on the wavelength. It's all connected. We're all creating. So yeah, shout out them. Shout out the whole, you know, New York skate scene. Everyone that's still doing it. Get out of the skate park. Get in the streets. That's all I got to say. Now there's like, you know, 18,000 skate parks in New York. So I feel like that's where like a majority of the, uh, it's definitely making the level of skating maybe higher. But like there was something about like, you know, just getting on the train and just going into the city and and skating. Like even before I was filming, just you're just skating spots. Um, I mean, the best part about skate spots is just getting there. Yeah, for sure. So I know stuff's kind of a bust now, but hey. Try and go find... There's always shit out yeah, there, you yeah. know? Yo, everybody, check out... What's the answer's Instagram? Or Bandcamp, whatever? Uh, I don't know. I think just Answer Hardcore. Answer Hardcore. Yeah. I'll link it. Answer Hardcore. And obviously, Regulate, Crust, All the Bands, Urine, Trail mm-hmm. of Lies. Check that out. And uh, yo, thank you guys for coming here. Absolutely. Thanks for Appreciate having it, us. man. Yo, peace.